Howdy friend, welcome to Homegrown. I'm your host R.P. Smith. We sold a good share of the open cows last week's auction. As my old neighbor Daryl Nelson used to say, they didn't bring what we'd hoped, but that was about what we expected. From a historical perspective, I do not have anything to complain about. I noticed on a social media page that a neighbor couple has been married for 37 years. This particular anniversary is always fun to notice because it is directly related to my first attempt at writing cowboy poetry. I'm sure money was even tighter on the Pinecrest Ranch 37 years ago, and having a cow not bring what we thought we needed was a pretty traumatic event. But it was also the start of my writing career. Who knows how different my life might have been if I had come home from the sale barn happy that day. The reason this ties in with my neighbor's anniversary is that this particular neighbor was a professional cow buyer, thus making a derogatory poem about the men in his trade a perfectly acceptable wedding gift. Let's go back just a few years and revisit the Ballad of 148. 148 was a wandering cow the likes you've probably known. She would calve each year on the wrong side wherever the first grass had grown. She came by it honest, if I correctly recall, her sire was our neighbor's Roven Simmental. A prettier heifer we never had seen, even Doc Kennedy thought she was keen. A member of the cow herd was her destination. The first calf she brought, it was cause for celebration. I don't really know where the downfall began, perhaps a broken top wire or a shorted hot span. Once she was started, her fate seemed to be set. She was not where she should be, on that you could bet. So we kept her home from the river that year. That we never would find her was our greatest fear. She could roam the close stackyard and browse on the silage. Perhaps free choice feed would cut down on her mileage. Then one quiet Thursday, not much going on. A bank account low and storm due at dawn. Do we keep her or sell her, I asked, well expecting the reply that came with calm voice, but there was fire in her eye. Honey, you know, we had best let her go, because you just never know what's to come. She could break her leg jumping off of a bridge, or get her full back down calving on a ridge. She could founder on brome grass, or I wouldn't doubt. She could get hit by the neighbor on his mail route. So we loaded her up off the town we did go. The trailer pulled hard. We went fairly slow. I got to the sale barn and backed up to unload all my cow's virtues I willingly told. Of her solid mouth, the calf she would have in the spring. But somehow I forgot to mention her knack to take wing. So to the sale ring she was quickly driven. Such a big beautiful cow there could be no misgiving. Sell her by the head, Dean said from the stand, and many a bidder began to raise hand. As the price climbed higher, I grabbed onto my knuckles and tried very hard to suppress any chuckles at the thought of a speculator tracking her down or just watching an awe as she covered the ground. Well, it was soon over, and I thought it was funny. She brought four and a quarter, and I went after my money. When I looked at that check, I muttered, What the heck? As I looked at that paper in awe. Never be happy, no matter the price. It's the code always used by my pa. Just say they stole her is the best policy, because the joke was on her, but the laugh was on me. 
all that free choice feed near made me cuss. 148 weighed 1400 pounds plus. Packer buyers are quite clever. My cow was golden, arches bound, and I'm still wondering why. I'm 50 bucks shy of what she would have brought by the pound. Also part of the picture that day was Johnny Carson had invited a couple of cowboy poets that were going to be featured at the third annual National Cowboy Poetry Gathering in Elko, Nevada at the end of that month. And that was one of the rare occasions I was able to stay up late and watch. It was an inspiring show. So for the rest of the story, we'll include a poem that I call Jesus and Johnny and 148. The second most common of the question folks ask is how I took up this poetry task. Too much time on my hands? Was I striving for fame or just trying to survive in this old ranching game? Recently I gave this question some thought. Many have helped me. Some have helped quite a lot. But the ones that were there when I broke out the gate were Jesus and Johnny and 148. Jesus I had heard of most all of my life. I was slow trusting him through struggle and strife. I thought that his love was something to earn. In his perfect timing he allowed me to learn that I was the one that he had made pure. That sin is the curse and Christ is the cure. I can never do enough his gift to receive. By dropping my guard I could finally believe. Johnny Carson had a show on late night TV. That's after my bedtime so I seldom would see, with the exception of this particular time when Beth woke me up to watch some cowboys that rhyme. Baxter and Waddy. Friends, I was impressed. The way the words came alive, I would never have guessed. Why does Johnny get the credit ahead of these men? Because he was the one that invited them in. I was inspired, what more can I say, and as I reflect back on my day, my greatest accomplishment, viewing it now, was selling 148 a finch crawling cow. So I put pen to paper and I wrote down a tale of a wandering cow and fences that fail. It wasn't the best, it wasn't the worst. What made this story special is that it was the first. How events make a difference we don't always know. What makes one wither will make another one grow. But we leave an impression like a pebble in puddle. Ride the ripple or wave just so forward you muddle. Success can't be measured by the inch or the ounce. If you fall real hard you can count on a bounce. For the Lord does work in mysterious ways. The chances he gives me truly amaze. To visit with folks and share my point of view. But I have to give credit where credit is due. How did I get started? I proudly do state. I thank Jesus and Johnny and 148.